Good morning. It's just after 10 o'clock. It is Wednesday morning, and I'm so excited because I am going to have my brand new friend, Taylor Ransom. He's from Kentucky. He's going to be on the air with us today. He's going to be talking about his journey, everything that he's done. He's a he's a comedian, and he is hilarious. I shared a video out yesterday from uh, one of his his most recent video that I that I had seen. He has a podcast. He's done a lot of stuff over the time, and we're going to be learning about his past and how he got to where he is today. So I'm going to kick it on the FM now. We're going to have some fun. Good morning. This is KHEA Radio, 99.5 FM. This is Kickstart. My name is Gardy, and I am excited to be chatting with Taylor Ransom today. I'm going to bring him in right now. We're going to find out everything, all things Taylor. What's up, Taylor? How you doing, man? Hey, Gardy. I'm doing good. Just had some Chick-fil-A breakfast, you know, as you do. Had a, had a four-count chicken mini, got the chicken biscuit, large Coke with light ice. I'm, I'm totally vibing. I'm here for the interview. It's going to be a great time. <laughs> yeah. Hey, where are you coming to us from? Where are you at? I'm from Louisville, Kentucky. I am right here in Louisville, Kentucky. I'm broadcasting from quarantine. Can't really do much, except those of us who work at churches. You know, we're still working. Work did not stop. Work actually increased. Um, so I'm out here and uh, just coming to you from Louisville. Louisville yeah. What's it like down there? Yeah, so we're in Lamarck, Texas, you know, just south of, of Houston, and things have been going really good. You know, life in quarantine, church is essential, Chick-fil-A is essential. Those, those are the two things you need, right? Yeah, two essential things for human life. One gives you eternal life, and one gives you a pretty decent life while you're here, um, heaven and Chick-fil-A. So you got to have both those things. Yeah, so, so tell me about yourself. So you're from Louisville, Kentucky. Did you grow up in church? You know, what's family life like? Well, I live in Louisville, Kentucky right now. I've lived here for a few years. I'm from, I'm technically from Knoxville, Tennessee. That's where I grew up. But um, to say I grew up in church is probably kind of an understatement. When I, most people say they grew up in church, they meant that they went to church every Sunday and maybe a weekday service. No, my, my parents have always been um, pastoral staff. So I've literally been in church probably every day, <laughs> probably a good 70% of my life I've actually been in the building. Um, and with your parents are children's pastors, you know, there's always free candy, so I can't complain. <laughs> uh, so yeah. I, I, grew, I grew up at church, and that's kind of where a lot of my content comes from is a lot of the stuff I've seen over the years, you know. Yeah, it's, it's based on a lot of real-life experiences, right? Oh, totally, totally. Yeah, like I remember um, this happened. This happened actually just a few years ago. This isn't even really where I was growing, where I was growing up. But I went to a service and I uh, went. I went down to. It was one of those altar calls. You know how sometimes the preacher, like if they don't know how to end the service, they'll just do a general altar call, like, "Hey, hey, if you want more of God, you know, come on, come on down here if you want to get close to God." And you can't say no, right? Because what yeah. are you going to do? Not go down there? Yeah. If so, you say uh, no, went, it's like was, you're a bad Christian. It's like, okay, I can't say no. Yeah, I have to raise my hand. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So I went down there to the altar. I thought, you know what? You know, I love I love God. I want more of God. Um, and uh, <laughs> one experience I kind of want to do a video on right now that I haven't done yet is I went up there just minding my business. And um, some 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 older lady who is on the altar team, I think, um, came up behind me and uh, actually had an essential oil and rubbed <laughs> it on the back of my neck without me with no no uh, no. No consent. This was non-consensual. <laughs> I did not ask for this. Rubbed something on the back of my neck, and uh, then she actually came and stood in front of me and was like, you know what I just put on your neck? And I went, uh, no. And she said it's some kind of oil, and uh, she said she was putting it there because the, the devil attacks um, our minds through our spinal cord. Mm. So she needed to anoint that 
with an essential oil. And that that was unique. That happened a few years ago and that just came to mind. So I share it with you. But that's just like the tip of the iceberg. Yeah. Was it like peppermint or lavender? I don't I, I think I, I want to say it was like, I don't know. It was like minty. It smelled minty. I'll give you that. I don't know what it was, though. Yeah. I remember the first time I experienced uh, essential oil. I was like, what is this? Fe-? It's like a tingle running through my whole entire body. It's kind of nice. <laughs> they work, I guess. I don't know. So uh, hey, they do. Yeah. So when did you get into comedy? Were you always kind of like the funny, the funny guy? Or is that something that came later in life? And, and how did you start doing that? Sure. Yeah. So I think a lot of that, what actually came from is when I, when I was growing up in the church I grew up in, we did lots of plays and productions. Um, we did them all the time. We had spring productions. We had Christmas productions, children's church productions, um, productions put on by the adults, by the regular congregation. <laughs> and um, I was one of the few kids in church that didn't have stage fright. I genuinely was not afraid to go on the stage and do anything. So I kept getting picked for a lot of the roles, um, for, for a lot of the lead roles. So I kept doing them in church. And it was just church plays, but I always had so much fun doing them. And then the, the, our church, when the whole media revolution started happening in the churches and everybody had to have videos all the time, um, I just started making videos with the, with the youth, with the kids' church, and um, a lot of them were funny. And I realized that I had so much fun doing them. And then when I kind of outgrew that and uh, I kind of became an adult, uh, I missed it. I missed it. And I always had ideas for videos and for things like that. So I started making funny videos just by myself. Um, I made one, which was normal Christians versus Pentecostals. And, uh, that was my first, that was one of the first videos that really went famous, but actually the first funny video I made after that, um, and I'll be posting this on my page tomorrow was Pentecostalsingles.com. I made a, a commercial for a fake advertisement, uh, for a fake dating site just for Pentecostals. And, um, it kind of popped off and, and went viral and, um, got a lot of views. And that's when I was like, okay, so, you know, maybe something's happening here. I prayed about it and, uh, and God kept giving me ideas. So I kept going with it. I just kept making them and, uh, and I haven't stopped. And now I'm here talking to you, Guardy. Yeah. KPA radio. So, yeah. So you were talking about, you know, doing plays growing up. Is there a role that you were able to do that was maybe like your favorite kind of stood out over the years? Um, one of my favorite that I did, it was it was definitely one of the most unique. Um, I had to play a an old British man who got mad at kids getting on his yard at Christmas. He was like Scrooge or whatever. And yeah. I was like 12, but I played it. And I remember when I did it, it was really unique. And there were a lot of people that actually like got, they got video clips of it and put it on Facebook. And um, it, it was funny, but I didn't realize I was being funny. I thought I was just playing the part. Um, and I, I think uh, I have a lot of fun memories with that. And really, all those all those productions were great, too, because you got to see all the you got to see people come to Christ. You got to see lives genuinely change. You saw people that um, that were affected by that message that wouldn't normally come to a church service or wouldn't normally um, hear the gospel. So that was unique. And I, I think that just really, really left an impact on me just getting to be a part of those. Yeah. So you were talking about that that first video, like what was it? Pentecostal singles or Christian Pentecostalsingles.com. Yep, that was it. And that was um, the first one that kind of went viral. Yeah, it did. It popped off. And what's funny is I made that. It started getting a lot of views. And then I actually didn't I didn't make funny videos for a little while because I thought that I should be more serious. You know, I should really I should really double down on the devotional videos mm-hmm. um, and that kind of deal, which are good. Those are good. I still make those. Um, but I made that first funny one and I did some other stuff. And, and then I, I, I just have ideas. I, I, I know some of my funny, funniest video ideas I actually get during praise and worship at church. 
not not because the jokes are about praise and worshiping in church, but just you get in the presence of God. And I'm just thinking to myself and I'll have an idea. And I'm like, oh, OK, I got to do that. I got to do that. So, uh, yeah, first video, PentecostalSingles.com. And it, it kind of just after that, I was like, OK, so God might be God might bless this. And, and he has. <laughs> yeah. Do people ever get offended or, or say like, hey, that's not funny to me or anything? How do you deal with that? Um, you know, what's actually really funny to me is when I was first starting out, I got a lot more, a lot more, I wouldn't call them hate comments, mm -hmm. just like some Christian Karens in the comments that are like, you know, you really shouldn't be making, you really shouldn't be making <laughs> jokes about that. You know, yeah. that's really disrespectful. That's really disrespectful. Yeah. Um, but as I kept doing it and, um, and another thing with the two is I just always made sure I was authentic. You know, I didn't try to, I, it, it was never coming. None of my videos have ever come from a place where I'm like, I want to, I want to get somebody or I want to make fun of a group of people. It's honestly just like, Hey, this was my experience. Um, I'm going to make a video about it. Um, cause it was really funny and I hope you like it too. And other people like it. But when I get, when I get negative feedback, um, Honestly, I just always reply with love and I always tell people that, you know, hey, if you don't like my stuff, that's that's fine. There's other people to go listen to. I'm going to start telling them you all should go check out um, Guardy over on KGA Radio. <laughs> There's a lot to harp on there. Yeah, <laughs> they won't offend you. He, they won't offend you at all. They're not going to do anything stupid. You know, they're going to be all professional 24 seven. So, yeah. Um, so that's what I'll say from now on. There you go. <laughs> hey, I like that. I like that. So can we talk about the Christian Karens? Because you you dropped a video. I think it was at the beginning of this month where it uh -huh. is like church quarantine, you know, drive through church. And there's these different characters. Um, yeah. and, and Karen's one of them. And, and I actually shared that video from KGA radio yesterday. And then I shared it for my personal. And there's a, there's a, a gentleman who's in Malaysia and he commented and he was, he, he saw the, I mean, that's the beauty of the internet. Like people from all over the world. He was like, man, I can't believe you get to, you get to talk to, to Taylor and I hope he wears the wig, you know, the, the Karen wig <laughs> or the interview. Oh, well, that's that's incredible. First of all, hello to the Malaysia friends. Hello. Hello. <laughs> we love I did not bring the wig today, so I can't I can't wear I can't be Karen right now. But we put that video out of the start of this month. And uh, that was a really, really fun video. And a lot of that was collaboration um, with my friend Jonathan Schaefer, who's, who's my producer for a lot of my content. And um, we, we we he had this idea where he's like, you know, all the churches are doing church drive throughs. Um, our churches, that's what our church in Louisville is doing when mm -hmm. people are driving through and we pray for them. And, and it's a great service. Great thing. I'm not knocking that format. Um, but I, we thought we're like, what if what if we did a, a church drive through that was less of a service and more like a fast food drive through? And then I was like, oh, that's great. I'm like, because then you could show all the different stereotypes of Christians. I'm like, you, you, you could show like the real cool people. You could show the white girls. You could show the <laughs> Pentecostals like me from when I grew up. Um, and Karen kind of happened because I knew we had to have a Karen because I don't know if anyone has ever been through fast food drive throughs but I'm pretty sure everybody listening has. And there's always that Karen that's like, hey, you know, I, I got three pickles on my sandwich when I only wanted two. You know, she goes through the drive through and she's got to she's got to correct everything. So I'm like, if we have a drive through we have to have a Karen. Um, so I, I did Karen. And honestly, you know what's funny? Um, I'll tell you this. I have my mom has always been my biggest fan. She still is. She she loves all my content. Um, but the only time she's ever given me a little bit of the side eye was over Karen. She didn't like that. Oh, no. Karen wig and sunglasses. Yes. You, yes. So some of the Christian Karens actually are against the Christian Karen. 
in the video. They don't my like wife it. just commented on the stream and said, that's me. And I'm guessing, are you saying that, that you're the Christian Karen, Jennifer? Maybe so. <laughs> you know, my wife, she actually had the opportunity to meet your mom. I think the last time we were in Louisville. No joke. Yeah. Really? Yeah, and she oh, was. That's awesome. Yeah, she was. She was talking. We were at uh, Pastor Bob Rogers Church over there in uh -huh. Louisville, Kentucky, and she was talking, and, and then she was learning about the family, and uh, yeah, that was just a, a quick little conversation that that they had, and I was like, oh, that's awesome. It's really cool. Small <laughs> well, world. Cool. I'm glad, glad she met her. Anyone that meets my mom really likes my mom. She's just really, really soft, loving lady. Um, she works the nursery. Um, she manages that, and she she loves. And I'm one of nine kids. Um, so the whole nursery thing isn't, I'm not sure if it's even that much more work for her. She's just kind of used to it, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. you know, so I'm glad they got to meet. That's cool. Guardy. Yeah. So having, having that many siblings, do they often end up as extras in videos? Is that how that, cause I was looking at the, the drive through church service and I was like, I bet these are siblings. You know, I bet these are, are friends yeah. or whoever, right? Yeah, so most of them were siblings, um, with the exception of Elizabeth Nichols, who was in that video. Shout out to Elizabeth. Thanks for being in there. She played the uh, the, the the oppressed, privileged white girl. Um, the, the dad in the video was my actual real-life dad, the one that yells, Oh, help me, God! <laughs> um, that was my actual dad. And then the kids in the car were some of my siblings that just happened to be free that day, some of my yeah. younger ones, so... They were in there. And then the, the really cool guy with the AirPods and the jean jacket is my younger brother, William. And um, he's he, he's thinking about going more out to y'all's neck of the woods. He's looking to go into ORU right now. Okay, cool. So, um, it's cool to have him. Cool to have him there. So anytime I can, if there's a spot for any of my family members, I put him in, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's, uh, it's a fun time. Yeah. It's always fun to do that. Hey, with your dad in that video, I feel like there was a little bit too much truth in the in the tone and his deliver like the delivery. It was amazing. I was like, I believe him. Is there any he truth to that quarantine? Oh, dude. Well, when he did that, I after he did that, that 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 shot, I told him I was like, I feel like you were just kind of like just venting a little bit, maybe actual frustration. It was and real. Maybe he was he was a little bit. I didn't actually really script him that much. I had a general script. Um, I didn't really tell him how to act. I just kind of wanted to see what he'd do. And he asked me when he when he got it to the set, he's like, can I, can I just do, can I be Tommy Boy? Um, <laughs> and I was like, yeah, yeah, that's perfect. Yeah, be Chris Farley. That's awesome. I, yeah. I'd love that. So okay. that's what he did. Cool. Hey, so we started this uh, this segment and you were, you know, talking about the Chick-fil-A breakfast. You have, a, you have a love for Chick-fil-A. And I think a lot of people do. What is it about Chick-fil-A? And I guess how many times do you eat there a week, you know, on average? That's a good question. I wish I could say seven times, but they're closed on Sunday. So normally about five or six times. Um, every now and again, I'll switch it up and I'll go get some canes, some raisin canes, which I don't know if y'all have that out in Texas, but yeah, I'm loving that here. Yeah. Oh, y'all have raisin canes? Yeah, we have raisin canes. It's good. But the, the thing that they have is like the sauce. And we have a raisin canes on like close to my house on one side of the street. And then on the other side is the Chick-fil-A. But Chick-fil-A doesn't have just one sauce. They have like 15 sauces. You know, there's Right. So you're as you're driving down the road, you got Canes on one side, Chick-fil-A on the other. So God's really giving you a choosey this day whom ye shall serve. Yes. Type of thing right there on the road. You got to choose blessing or cursing. That's tough. That's, and then the thing I haven't even one. mentioned is right before the Chick-fil-A is the Popeyes. Oh, oh no. No, no, no. You're walking through the valley of the shadow of death. That's what you're doing. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, so I go to Chick-fil-A a lot. Um, part of the reason I really like Chick-fil-A is 
Um, when we lived, when I lived in Tennessee growing up, my family ate there a lot. Uh, when we went to church, the, um, the Chick-fil-A that we were by actually was really friendly to our church. They gave us coupons a lot and things like that. And we loved, and Chick-fil-A is delicious. First of all, don't let anyone tell you different. It's, it's probably the best fast food place out there, mm -hmm. um, right now. So I like to go there and then two, it's like, I've just got, I'm such a habit of it. And I do really like that. Um, they stand up for a lot of Christian values um, I really like that when you go in there, you're going into an atmosphere that's very different from a lot of other places. You know, the music's different. The the attitude and the character of employees is different. The company's values in general are values that I hold. So I really like going there and supporting them over, say, Arby's or something, um, which, you know, it's it's just it is what it is. Um, but um, I really like Chick-fil-A. And, and so I've always just showed them love. <laughs> And uh, I can't really stop at this point. I'm kind of locked into it. It's half of my brand at this point. It so is. I don't really have an option but to like it. <laughs> yeah. That w there was that, that video where you came out with uh, the Chick-fil-A apology. And that video has, <laughs> it has millions of views. Like, I don't even, I can't even fathom. I'm like trying to think like millions of views on a video. First of all, what's it like to have multiple, you know, like 3 million uh, views on a video and then it being over like Chick-fil-A and the apology. What kind of uh, feedback did you get from that? Well, the feedback was fantastic. Every, I mean, I had a lot of a lot of gospel artists that really liked it too because I played Andre Crouch in that, which I'm a huge Andre Crouch fan. I love I love old school stuff. And um, when I did that video, it, it it it's first of all it was really exciting because you know that happens. That only happens every once in a while. So like if like me, I've been making videos for four or five years now. Um, every once in a while, you get a video like that that really goes viral. Um, and when it happens, it's a little bit scary because then everyone comes and tells you, oh, that's your best video yet. And then you're always scared like that. That's the best thing you're ever going to make. Um, and then the other thing is, too, like with that Chick-fil-A video, I made that in my car in like 10 minutes. I literally pulled into the Chick-fil-A parking thing where they deliver your food. And I just sat there and I was like, oh, you know, I, I need to post something today. I just really want to post. Um, I don't I don't really I don't have anything scripted. Let me just put something together. And I thought it was going to bomb. Yeah. I thought it was going to bomb. I did not think that was going to be the video, which is funny because you'll have one video like I'll put hours and hours of work into my my producer, Jonathan, will help me out. It'll be super sharp and professional and distributed perfectly, you know, with good SEO and everything. And it'll do all right. And then you'll go sing Andre Crouch in your car with a Chick-fil-A with mac and cheese and say, I'm sorry, Chick-fil-A that I ate a Popeye's. <laughs> and then you get four million views. So you can't get upset about it. And uh, when it happens, you can't get tied up on it for too long um because that type of thing doesn't stay it happens and then you just got to keep going you got to keep making stuff yeah but it's pretty incredible the amount of people that that has reached um and uh, a lot of people that follow me now on facebook they know me from that video so that's 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 always fun yeah there's random people that i didn't even know go to church or you know that they were chick-fil-a fans or pop I, I don't know but they were just sharing that video i showed up on my feed and i was like that's taylor ransom i was like man and that's that's whenever i got so that was about Eight or nine months ago, I think that you dropped that video. Yeah, yeah, right about that time. Yeah, so man, it's it a was right in the heat of the the Chick Fil A versus Popeye sandwich war. Um, and I made I made another video that I didn't put a lot of work into, and it got about five hundred thousand views, which was one my dad shot of me when I was just sitting in Popeyes, and I reviewed the sandwich. And Lord forgive me for this. Still, I said <laughs> that I liked the Popeye sandwich more than Chick Fil A's, which at the time was kind of true the spicy Popeye sandwich was really good and uh, it had a really good shot when my dad was recording me that it the Popeyes and the Chick-fil-a in my town are literally right across the street from each other 
So it panned from me eating the Popeyes to Chick-fil-A and then back. So a lot of my followers right there were already disenfranchised. They were already <laughs> mad and angry. They're like, how could Taylor do this? He's betrayed the Lord's chicken is mm-hmm. what they were saying. So then I did the apology video with the mac and cheese. And people love a redemption story, you know. They love Amen. a redemption arc. So that's what happened. A- Amen. So, okay, you know, you were talking about Christian music and uh, mm-hmm. the there's a the Pentecostal character that you play. There's a song that goes in the background. I think it's Look What the Lord Has Done, right? Yep, yep, yep. Look what the Lord has done. Mm. I feel it. First of all, that song is is a jam. Like it is a certified Pentecostal vibe, right? So I was yeah, you can't beat it. I was scrolling through the comments and I noticed that the gentleman who sings that song actually commented on your video. I was like, "Hey, this is me." <laughs> did you see that? Oh, did he? I did not see that. Yeah, that's, that's one of the. Crazy. His name is Heath Jarvis. I never knew who wrote the song, and he commented from the video and was like, "Hey, this is me. I love, I love this video. It's very well done," and kind of put a stamp of approval on it. I was like, "Is there a, a higher approval besides, besides Jesus?" You know, like I don't know. That's awesome. I did not know that, but uh, I appreciate that, Heath Jarvis. If you're watching this, thank you very much. And you make made a fantastic song. I've been singing that song my whole life. Um, anytime I play the Pentecostal character, I always use "Look what the Lord has done." Or sometimes I'll I'll do "When I think of His goodness and what He's done for me." Um, I use all that old school stuff, and and so that's really cool that he commented. That's great. Yeah. Hey, here's a question that came in from our uh, Facebook feed. They want to know: Are you ordained? Am I ordained? Mm-hmm. Well, um, kind of. Sort of, yes. <laughs> I minister through my church. Um, most of the, I'm, I'm working on getting ordained officially through CGIA, um, which is Church Growth International of the Americas. Um, um, however, right now I do minister within my church under my pastor, Dr. Bob Rogers. Um, and uh, that's been something I've wanted to do for a long time. Um, sometimes it's easy for things to get hectic and you just get stuff piled up. And it, it's a lot of work and it's something I take very seriously. Um, so it's something that, that, will be done soon and i'll post about it when it happens yeah you know because you had mentioned you know the funny videos but you also do uh you know serious videos where you're teaching giving encouragement as well is there a balance to that or what what kind of balance are you trying to look to achieve well i i don't really um i used to try to think to look to find a balance between say more more um serious ministry and then the funny videos but the way that i see it is is one most of my funny videos if you actually go pay attention to them a lot of them have a message in them Mm -hmm. Um, that's being kind of communicated inadvertently. And then also I really just do my best to be led by the Holy spirit. And if I have an idea for a video, if it's serious or funny, I make it and I do it. Um, and the serious ones I do, and I like doing those as well, because, you know, I do get a lot of opportunities to go well before coronavirus to go speak at, um, churches, youth groups, youth events, and things like that. And that's always a great time because I get to have fun. People expect me to be funny. So we have some funny and uh, we have a message, too, and that's a good time. And I really like that, like that because I think, you know, if you look at a lot of other comedians, and I'm not dissing anybody, but a lot of other comedians that have come up before me or are operating right now, the goal is just to be funny. The goal is to bring joy into people's lives, and that's great. But really, for me, I kind of want to do something bigger than that. I don't want to just sell DVDs and tickets and T-shirts and, um, and call it a day. I really want to bring light into people's lives and minister unto them in every way that I can. So... I don't really do much of a balance. I just I just go for it. I just do what I'm led to do. All right. Yeah, that that seems like it's the best uh the best option just kind of let it unfold. You mentioned, you know, being able to travel pre pre coronavirus. That's something that I've been Pre-rona. pushing here. Man, that was it was a much simpler time whenever like the Chick-fil-A Popeyes was our biggest dilemma, you know? <laughs> yes, it was. That was a much simpler time and I would love to go back to that time. Yeah. 
So are you? Whenever we are able to travel more freely and just go places, you're looking to to, to spark that back up. Yeah, yeah, we'll start doing events. And one thing that I'm really looking forward to as well is not just going to other churches and events, but one thing I'm working on right now, and I've been um, talking to my team with a little bit, is I really want to get to where I put on um, youth events in the country that are done kind of independently. Mm -hmm. Um, And when I say independently, I mean, um, I really just want to make something where a lot of people can come together, a lot of Christians can come together, many different denominations and maybe belief systems. Um, and we can come together and seek after God and, and have a good time as well. So uh, live events are something I'm really looking at right now. And it's changed a lot because of Corona. But in some way, that's a blessing because it gives me time to sit back and kind of think and strategize a little bit. Um, but as soon as this is over, yeah, as soon as I can get out and get back to some churches, get back to doing what I love to do, that'll be a good time. Yeah. So, so uh, look forward to that. I'm looking forward to it, too. And I want to bring you down here to to Lamarck, to the Houston area. I think that oh, hey. that would be a you have a great message and you're awesome and funny. And, you know, kids are drawn towards that. But like the message yeah, is the same, to. but the delivery is a little bit different. So. Yep, that's exactly right. That's perfect. Yep. And I'd love to bring me down to Lamarck. We'll get some Chick-fil-A and uh, it'll be a good time. <laughs> Can you tell me about your hoodie? It says Frick Frack. It says Frick Frack. Yes, um, that is my podcast. Um, and right now that what we're working on is we're seeing a lot of people come to the podcast. And what I love about the Frick Frack podcast, I'm wearing the merch right now, is it's Christian and it has a message, but it's also funny and a good time. So like when I go through the Christian podcast tab right now, what most of it is, is pastors or people that have taken their sermons and they've put them on audio for, um, for podcasts, which is great. And I think more people should do that. Um, but what we're doing right now with Frick Frack, I love it a lot because it's, but it's a good time and it's really a unique show. It's available on Apple and Spotify as well. You guys can check it out. And what we've been calling it lately is your favorite Christian podcast. I didn't say the best Christian podcast. I didn't say the most listened to, but your favorite, because if you go check it out, you're going to have a good time and get a message at the same time. So yeah, that's, that's Frick Frack and I'm really passionate about it. Yeah. Is it everywhere? It's everywhere. It's on Apple. It's on podcast. It's on, you can watch the video version on YouTube and Facebook. Um, you just search Frick Frack podcast pretty much anywhere and it should come up or just search Taylor Ransom podcast and it comes up like that too. Mm-hmm. Um, so y'all could check that out. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. What are some of the topics y'all, y'all touch on? Like, is it, is it serious stuff or all over the place? Well, it's not, I wouldn't say it's all over the place, but we have a good mix of talking about Christian nostalgia. We talk about the TV shows we were allowed to watch growing up. Um, we talk about issues that are kind of facing um, our age group today, which most of the people that listen to the show right now are like 20 to 35. And so younger people, we address a lot of the things that was going through with that. I also just talk about my life. Um, and it's a good time. People seem to think it's pretty funny when I sit around and talk about my life. So they seem to like it. So I keep doing it. Um, and then just as we're led, we just put anything else there in there that we need to. So messages. And we have a lot of good guests as well. We had Pastor Casey Doss just a few weeks ago, which was a great time. And um, our episode, which comes out in a couple weeks, um, we'll have Peabod Raps. I don't know if you guys know him, but he's a Christian rapper that has a really positive message. And so it's a really good time. We cover a lot of topics. We have a message. We have a fun time. And we have a lot of good special guests. So um, we just go as we're led with that, too. Jonathan, he responded on the Facebook stream and said, mainly just Chick-fil-A. <laughs> That's what y'all talk about on the podcast. <laughs> Jonathan, get off the Facebook stream. He's not oh, wrong, man. though. We do talk about Chick-fil-A quite a bit. Hey, here's a comment from Chris. He said, uh, how much do you charge for a video collaboration? Is collaboration something that you do? Do you charge for or do you like send a message? 
How does that work? You know, I do, I do collabs. One thing that's interesting with, with um, Christian influencers. And I say that because where a lot of people that are influencers, they try to go, they try to be more mainstream. They don't really want to operate as much within the church. Whereas with me, I want to, I really want to. Um, and there's not a lot of people that do that. There's not a lot of Christian influencers. So if there are Christian influencers and they make content, they re- they can reach out to me. Um, I don't really just put a, I don't put a price tag on things. You know, if it's going to be a collaboration, if we have something original, we're going to do, that's great. Um, let's just do it. Let's just give it to the people. Um, so it's just kind of a one-on-one thing that I go by with collabs. So if someone's interested in that, um, reach out to me on Instagram or Facebook. I check my DMs um, and uh, let me know what we can do. And if, if God puts us together, then that's awesome. So Yeah, whenever you have videos that, that get lots of views, are you able to make to make money? Is there income that comes in from that? There is, um, and I'm really thankful to God for that. And really, in the past, I've always done it for free, um, period. Any content that I've given out has um, pretty much been free. I've never even really tried to make an income from it. Um, now that I'm now that I'm working and doing it a lot, you know, I work at about the equivalent of a full time job um, is the time that goes into it. And I still work mm-hmm. at my church on the side, but really, that's just I love my church and I love what I do there. Um, so it's, if we, I do make income from my videos. Um, I'm not, I don't have a, a, a Tesla yet. I don't have a Tesla car or a yacht yet or anything like that. Um, but, uh, I do make some income. Facebook actually approved us for monetization a few months ago. So that's cool. So we make money on ad breaks. And then if people want to support my content, I always tell them they can go to patreon.com slash Taylor ransom and they get exclusive content from me. They can't get anywhere else. Um, and then on top of that, we have merch available on taylorransom.net. So that's that's really what we do that. And then um, anytime I have an opportunity to go to churches, that's a fun time. Um, and so it's just kind of a, it's just, you know, as God brings provision, he brings it. Um, I, I definitely don't really make content with that in mind. I really don't. I sit there and I think about what's the funniest thing that I can get in front of the most amount of people. Um, that's really more what I think about. So yeah. um, I appreciate the question. Is it some? Is it sometimes stressful trying to come up with with a new fresh idea, or, or does it just keep coming to you? Um, it depends. Sometimes you'll go through a season where I have I have fifteen ideas in a week and they're good, and then I have today actually I've got to sit around and come up with some stuff because I have to post a video today. I've got to post one Friday, and I haven't even started on those yet. So it's actually very stressful, and I appreciate you bringing it up because now I'm stressed in the interview. <laughs> 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 I've got to make some stuff. Yeah. Um, and so it's uh, sometimes it comes easy. Sometimes you, you just got to poke. You, sometimes you got to just pick other people's brains, too. Yeah. Sometimes I'll just ask other people if they have any ideas and I'll make what they say. And uh, that works out pretty well sometimes. So does your producer or anybody else in your family or friends, do they ever tell you like, Taylor, that's a bad idea. Like, it's not a good idea. Or, or are they all like, yes, man. Be like, yes, Taylor, that's right. You're the best. Uh it kind of, well, I mean, idea to idea, I've had some ideas before where I've, I've had people shoot them down. They're like, you really, you know, you know, Taylor, if you do that, people aren't really going to like it. They're not going to realize that, you know, you're totally joking. And I do my best to listen to people when they tell me that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've made some videos where I'll make a video and I know it's not going to be funny to my dad or I know it's not going to be funny to my friends, but I know a group of people that's really going to enjoy it. And yeah. so I make it anyway. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's a balance. I listen to other people as best as I can. I'm blessed to have, um, friends and family that that will that are honest with me you know and uh, john the shaper if he's still watching this still he'll tell me if it's a bad idea yeah i know he will <laughs> so now that we're it's talking not. about ideas there's a couple people that are actually pitching their own here's one it says Qu- quarantine church fashions is an idea um john the john the baptist wannabe here's another one that said he should do a christian save the last dance 
I don't need I don't even know. <laughs> Just throwing stuff out there. I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure what Christian Save the Last Dance is. I'm not sure what that is. <laughs> um, but Christian Quarantine Clothes. Well, I'm thinking about doing a TikTok right now. Um, I, like I say a TikTok because it's just short videos you do on there and the videos go everywhere else. I kind of want to do a video about what church at home is like right now because people are doing it different. You know, for most people, they're at home watching a live stream. Now we're starting to open up a bit more. Churches are doing the drive-ins and the drive throughs so I think it'd be funny if you did a if you did a video where it was like church then versus church now, um, where you showed people like getting ready for church, trying to get to church in 2019 and then 2020 and it cuts and they're just like, oh, we have church today. Oh, that's great. Yeah. And they yawn and they turn the TV on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's church. So, yeah. So tell them to send the video ideas. I'll go back through and, and, and read them. <laughs> I might make I might make them. So. Yeah. Somebody uh, showed me a, one of your TikToks and it was the relevant, relevant church pastor. You know, and he had the oh, yeah. the mask on, and um, <laughs> yeah, is is TikTok? It's it's a different. I kind of miss that age where I don't I don't have it. You yeah. know what I mean? But it's really quick mm-hmm. videos. Um, you know, is it easier to go viral on that with it being a new platform, or what's what's it been like for you on there? Um, I, I would say in my experience, it's been it's been a lot easier to go viral, quote unquote. But I don't really value the followers or the likes there quite as much as I do, say, Instagram or Facebook, just because on TikTok, it, the app is so different from everything else. It's, it's really not like it can't be compared to other apps. It's very self-contained. And uh, you brought up when I said when I made the relevant pastor videos and I'm glad you brought that up. I actually want to make more of those. Actually, like, I love that character. I love doing that. Um, but yeah, so we did that there and, and TikTok works out great. I think it's a great area for youth ministries and for people that, that minister to young people to go after right now, because you can reach a lot of people for very, for no money, really. You can mm-hmm. post the dumbest TikTok and it might reach a hundred thousand people. Um, so I would encourage that for my content, you know, really, like I said before, as tacky as it sounds, I just go as I'm led. Um, and a lot of my videos are more of an Instagram, Facebook thing. And some of them are more of a TikTok thing. So I just make what I have, but I, I think TikTok is something that, especially youth ministers, if there's any youth ministers listening, you should really be paying attention to. Mm-hmm. Um, just TikTok. Check it out. Taylor, so how can people find you on social media? Um, how can they find your podcast? And is there anything else you'd like to share? Sure. Um, well, they can find me pretty much by searching on any social platform. Just search Taylor Ransom. Um, that's T-A-Y-L-O-R. Yes, it sounds like a girl's name. I promise it's a unisex name. Just search it. It comes up. Okay. And then ransom like a ransom note. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. I got plenty of great content out there for you. It's Christian. It's clean. It's funny. You can play it with your family and have a great time. Um, and then other than that, I would say just just stay tuned. Um, stay tuned to Guardy. They're giving out good info out there on KHEA. It's an anointed network. And if you follow me on social media, then you're bound to have a laugh and maybe get a message too. So I appreciate it very much. And um, as far as a message, um, I don't really have an extra message other than if you haven't eaten breakfast yet, go to Chick-fil-A for lunch or get to Chick-fil-A before 1030 a.m. Y'all's time. I think it might already be done. K-H-E-A-Y time, whatever time it is down there in Lamarck, Texas. Yeah. Um, but I encourage, I, I, I endorse Chick-fil-A totally. And y'all already know that. Stamp so. of approval on it. I love it. Have you have you had like any conversations with people from Chick Fil A, like the the corporation, <laughs> like where they can uh, work you know something what's out? Funny? Um, not really, not with corporate. I do. I'll, I'll go to some individual Chick Fil A sometime, and a lot of the employees, the employees are on to me. <laughs> they know, they know my stuff, so the employees will see me. But corporate Chick Fil A, no, no, I haven't really had any interactions with them. So it's gonna um, happen. So it's unique. It'll happen. It'll happen. Gotta make that happen. 
Well, hey, thank you for hanging out today, uh, Taylor. And we're going to have to hey. do this again and then bring you down to Lamarck down here sometime. Dude, it was an honor. Thank you guys so much. And thank you. For, if you're listening, thanks for listening. And, uh, yeah, as soon as this coronavirus is over, <laughs> let's let's get down there to Texas, man. Let's do it. Thanks so much. This is KGA Radio 99.5 FM.